Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to episode 127 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to do a race recap of the Chicago Marathon 2022. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational and let the marathon running podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond hey runners and welcome to episode 127 hi ryan hi daddy Ed runners how's it going welcome to our weekly podcast in the last couple episodes we had uh re what is it called Reruns of previous shows because we've had a lot of stuff going on here in Florida. As you guys know, we had a hurricane and then a lot of other things going on. So now we're back and now we have a blue tarp on our roof. We have a blue tarp on our roof. Our pool is still brown, but you know, little by little, we'll get everything figured out. So back to the topic at hand. So you went to Chicago. Yay. How many days? From Thursday through Monday. So shorter than your last trip? Shorter, yes. Different than your last trip? Very different. You didn't have kids? And a husband that I missed dearly. I just kind of blended in the background. So I watched the kids. Thank you, Ryan. And you ran your marathon. So was it fun? It was a lot of fun. So marathon day was? On Sunday. And you got there Friday? Thursday. Thursday, that's right. No, I'm sorry, Friday. Friday? Yes. So it was three days, not four days. Okay. So, um, and you also met up a friend that you knew from college? Yes. I hadn't seen her in, well, how long ago was college? Five years? Um, yeah. 20 years? <laughs> so a little different overview, different different trip than last time. Last time with the kids, we were visiting my family, my family. You ran a marathon, came right back. This time you went solo. You flew solo. You had a shorter trip. Got to visit some college friends. Sounds like a party. But <laughs> so you got there on Friday and you probably went right to the expo. Uh, actually, well, yeah, I hopped onto that S train, dropped off my luggage and then, yes, went straight to the expo. How did you know? Because I think you like expos more than the race <laughs> sometimes. So anything different from the expo last year? You had a good time? No, it was equally good. Um, you know, the gear was cool this year. It was Nike gear. Of course, I don't... Was it different last year? Yeah, it was or a different... not last year, I mean, last was, time you went? It was a different um, branding. Okay. But but they do finisher jackets and finisher shirts and stuff every single year. That's different. I just, I just don't really buy that stuff because I don't have any... I don't like having gear that has dates on it. It's kind of ironic you buy it before you finish, but go on. That's true. Very true. So I didn't really get anything except for sweatbands that keep your hair out of your face. And then I sampled the beer, of course, and looked around. And I met a friend of mine uh, who I went to ninth grade with in Germany 
Was that like a surprise meeting? No, we had talked about it. He has moved to Seattle. Okay. It's kind of nice to see people from way back when and see that they're still fit or fitter probably than then and active and running. I think running keeps you young. What'd you do Friday night? Party? No kids? Yeah, right. Stay up late? So I went back to my friend's house, who I was staying with, and we then both went to Fulton Market Kitchen in Chicago. Fulton Market Kitchen to meet Maria, a runner that I know locally from here, who has a running group, and she had invited about 20 other runners. So we had dinner with them. And your friend went because she wanted to look up for hot guys that are runners. Yeah, I'm trying to connect her with anyone. She's, <laughs> she's still single at this point in her life, so, you know, I do what I can. <laughs> So if you want her number, it's... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, that's cool. You went went to dinner. You had the best salad of your life, right? Yes. It was a fig salad at Fulton Market. If you go to Chicago, I think it'll be worth the trip. I mean, literally, I'm not a big fan of... I'm more of an ambiance person, but that restaurant was great ambiance. But then that salad really was like, wow, this is a good salad. So, and ironically, I'm eating a salad, and this is two days before the marathon. You're supposed to carbo-load... But um, yeah, it was just the one dish that kind of jumped out at me. You decided to fiber load instead of carbo load. <laughs> I did fiber load. <laughs> How'd that work out? <laughs> you know. <laughs> just kidding. So, <laughs> so that was your Friday. Yes. Okay. So Saturday. Saturday morning, I got to get up a little bit later than usual because one, no kids. Two, no husband that wants me to make him breakfast. Wait, wait. You slept in. I mean, till seven. <laughs> you never sleep in. I, well, I was, you know, purposely trying to get some rest because usually the night before the marathon is harder. This is the night two days before the marathon. There was a shakeout run organized by Running Empire. And that's what I ended up going to. Who's Running Empire? So it's a small startup company in Chicago that's been, uh, has sleek clothing and, and fun vibes. It's a clothing company? Yeah. So they, like, it's just like, um, Chicago-based thing, basically? Yeah. And you just decided to join it? I was told by my friend Sierra Carter, who's been on the podcast as an interviewee before on mental health, that she was going to that. So I decided to join her and I invited um, some other people to it myself too, including Phil Decker, who I'd interviewed um, about his battle with cancer. So look up that episode if you want. Yeah, I'll link it in the show notes. But yeah, so I got to meet Phil for the first time. I got to meet Sierra in person. And then, of course, new people that I'd never met before. Because you know how the running community is just very embracing and everyone's excited to be there. So that was really cool. That is. So you... um, Yes, I did the shakeout run with them. It was only about two miles. Um, but you know, I mean, what can you do? It's it's the day before the marathon. I could do two miles, but nothing you do is gonna like fix it really or make you better. It's like last minute, like studying for a test. <laughs> it doesn't work with running. <laughs> <laughs> you stay up late running so that you can run fast oh the next gosh. day. Imagine. Yeah, it's interesting. Is yeah, this cramming like people cram to study. So I mean, probably in a way is the same though. Like you can only cram so much, and and your brain will be overworked, and then you won't perform as well. Yeah. Well, especially because they say when you do a workout, you don't see the benefits of it until a couple of weeks later anyway. That's why they have those marathon cycles of like two to three weeks of harder training and then a uh, drop down week and that kind of stuff. So what did you do after the shakeout run? So after the shakeout run, I went with Sierra and Carita, which was a person I'd never met before, but she was super awesome. We went to 
find throwaway clothes because of course I was you know when you pack in Florida you always think everything is gonna be hot and then you get there and you're like ah uh, newsflash it's actually kind of cold so I was trying to find more layers so we went to this um I think it's called Primark it's like cheap clothing and I bought a hoodie and they bought some stuff too and then we went and had uh we had lunch at a place downtown Chicago so how about the rest of your day We had lunch and it was a falafel place that I went to. It was <laughs> delicious. And then after that, we separated ways. I went back to, I think I went to the expo for a second time. Um, to You love those expos. I do. <laughs> I have no excuses. And then my friend and I went and had pasta for dinner. And then we watched a bunch of true crime shows. <laughs> and that was that was the rest of the Saturday evening. I laid out my clothes like I normally do. I did a flat letty um, with a lot of throwaway shirts. So that was that. All right. So now we're getting up to the day of the marathon. So you can give us some history on the Chicago Marathon. Yeah. So the Chicago Marathon was founded in 1889 by William Chicago. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't know the history, but it's one of the six uh, Abbott World Majors. Did you just pick a date too, a random date? Yeah. Okay. It just came out. I can't help it. <laughs> And so, yes, it's it's a marathon that you can either enter by guaranteed time, by I'm sorry, time qualifier or lottery. And, you know, contrary to running it in 2019, I was actually really pleasantly surprised by it. I had been kind of deferring it over and over just what do you mean contrary to 2019 i didn't enjoy my race experience in 2019 as much because one it was frigging cold it was in the 30s low 30s and two i was running really hard and i kept on looking down and at my watch and it just wasn't very pleasant all right so we'll get back to that when you do your running details but Chicago Marathon, one of the majors, you have to lottery or qualify. But you qualified and then deferred for like 20 years before you actually entered. <laughs> two years, yeah. Okay, two. I was off by a factor of 10. Well, I had Berlin last year, so it's kind of close and with kids. I can't really, unless my husband lets me um, <laughs> have too many running trips too close together. They usually keep you caged up pretty good. Yeah, my chain. <laughs> But anyway, so all right, so that's that's the the brief history that of the Chicago Marathon. And so now I guess we'll go into your experience. You already, yes. you already alluded to it a little bit that it was better. But um we didn't do a time prediction, did we, this time? No, we didn't because this wasn't the race I wanted to go fast and this was just kind of to enjoy it because of lack of training and all that stuff so uh time and difference between last race uh four minutes slower which was kind of honestly shocking i was kind of uh what's the time uh 323 323 which was four minutes slower than last time but this time Actually, five minutes sorry five minutes slower than last time yeah but this time was a different experience you enjoyed it better because of Because I went into it really relaxed because the weather was better because I didn't look at my watch, honestly. So you just kind of winged it. 
I winged it and I knew my fitness wasn't there. So why am I going to try so hard to then disappoint myself? I just said, I'm going to run sub 330 if possible. And then I'm also going to look up. What do you think the biggest factor that led to your better experience was? Not caring about time and just really going for enjoying the race. Yeah. Because you know you can always train harder. Our, our years and marathons are like phases, right? Some phases you can really focus and train and you care more about a PR. And then others like this year where, you know, for the first time I started working full time again since having kids and school and summer without having a lot of structure. And I'm just kind of in a place where I'm happy that I'm not injured. And so I'm not going to push myself that hard because I'm really enjoying not having joint effusions and all other, you know, plantar fasciitis and Achilles stuff going on. So I just kind of really enjoy running. And so I told myself, I don't need to prove to myself that I can run fast. I really just want to look up and enjoy it because after the first Chicago, everyone always asks you, how was the race? How did you like it? And I honestly couldn't say that I remembered anything of it. It kind of raises an interesting philosophical point is like, you know, it's like you, um, when you train, if you train really hard, but you leave it all on the table when you say do your race, is that better? Or is it better if you train really hard, do well, but potentially know you could have done better, but you didn't like push it, you enjoyed it instead? It's interesting. I mean, because a marathon, it's not like, it's not like you're um, really at your level competing for an award necessarily. Exactly. Like it's not like I mean, if you're like an elite, that's different. You're because there was money involved in different places and stuff. But theoretically, if you would have ran it to your absolute maximum and only gained five minutes, your experience probably would have been much worse than if you sacrificed those five minutes but still ran a great time and enjoyed it. I don't know. But I feel like. Running is one of these life, uh, you know, parallels to life and you get out what you put in. So if I'm not putting in 100%, then I'm not getting out 100% only, you know, fitness wise. And that's okay. But if you train really hard, then of course you should try to get a good time. But if you're training and you're happy that you're not injured and you're in a different place, then why not just enjoy it too? I'm sure there'll be some time next year, a year after where I'm I have the time, I have the sleep, I have everything lined up where I can train really hard and I want to train really hard and then I'll do it. But right now, I feel like it's just, for this race, it wasn't. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's just interesting because I, I mean, I'm i more on the fence of like, I would probably really like to train really hard. I like training stuff and doing well on stuff. But then during the race day, I, I think it would be more fun to me to do what you did and kind of just like, relax, take it easy, but know you're still going to make a good time because of all your training. Even if you're not making the best time you could have, I think the experience could be better that way. I have a perfect solution for you. What? You sign up for two races. <laughs> and you do one where you go really hard and you go out and do it. And then a month later or so, you do kind of a victory lap. Kind of like a Boston Marathon, right? Anyway... So yeah, so race morning, woke up, uh, Sierra picked me up in her car and we parked at the prime parking uh, underneath the park, which was great because then we could just uh, walk out. 
go through check-in. Um, they have a lot of safety. So they have a lot of safety measures for the Chicago race, more than I think other races where they check your bag that you bring in for your gear check and all that stuff. So it you felt are, really safe. Yeah, you are in a pretty major city. I mean, I guess a lot of them are, but yeah, Chicago is pretty big. So then we were still too early, uh, you know, because we didn't want to be late, but then we were still too early. So we were just like shivering. I still had my throwaway clothes on. I decided one of the hoodies I didn't want to throw away, <laughs> so I put it in the gear chair pack. And then, uh, yeah, made our way to the starting line, dropped all of our clothes except for the <laughs> running clothes, and we started. So how'd the race go? So you would do this in uh, segments, so like first half, second half. I think it's easier. So yeah. first half of the race... First half of the race was great. I started in Coral D, even though it was assigned C, and it felt like it was more of a fun vibe. And we went out, and like I've told you before, the Garmin is kind of worthless uh, within the first few miles because you go through the city in the high rises. So you have the option of manually clicking every time you see a mile marker. But as you know, I'm not the most observant person, so I knew I wasn't going to see the mile markers. And I actually, I think I saw two the whole race. And <laughs> so I didn't do that option. I was just like, I'm just not going to look at the watch. So you were two for 26? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I did see the mile marker. for. Well, I mean, I saw more than two, but I mean, probably maybe 10, honestly. I didn't see more than that. So yeah, the first half was faster than the second half. I knew that was going to happen. Again, my training wasn't there, but I was just okay with dying off and hanging on for the second half. Do you know what your pace would have been first half, like total time? I haven't even checked, Ryan. Okay. Yeah. So second half, you started dying. Second half, I started dying, but it was an anticipated dying. So it was kind of like, okay, I know I'm going slower. I'm still not going to look at this watch. I can tell I'm going slower, but I'm just happy. It was a... It was a very uh, uplifting, you know, there were so many spectators and it's beautiful. The sun came out. It was still cold, but it was perfect temperature. It was in the 40s. There was music. There were kids, you know, with their signs that say, touch this. And it had like a button for power. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. So it's like, it's like a poster board where they have... Um, a button painted on it says, okay. touch this for power. Okay. And so I... You say little kids having pictures that say, touch this. It just sounds really bad. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Uh, you weren't wearing a Michael Jackson costume. Ryan. Right? No. <laughs> bad taste. So I, I, what, I was, uh, now I lost my turn of thought. So I asked you last time or last races, but what's your most memorable moment of the race, of the actual running? Of the actual running, it was the end, I think, when I, I was kind of surprised because like I said, I hadn't looked at my watch. I turned the corner and I saw the finish line and then I looked at my watch and up there and I saw that um, I was, it, it had just turned 3.23.01 and I thought I was going to be 3.28.01. So I was really excited. I was like, whoa, that's really surprising and i knew that stretch was probably a minute's worth of sprint for me so then i started sprinting 
towards the finish line and people were screaming because they thought you know you're just giving it your all and you're really done and I was just like oh I just really don't want it to be 324 and I made it at 32359 <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh you know it wasn't it was and of course I'm also by that time my camera had died and I'm holding a phone. So I was like, am I going to be a second late or am I going to grab this phone and like turn on the camera and run with the camera through the finish line? <laughs> but I figured, you know, it's an experience. I want the crossing the finish line video on my phone so I can make that little video. And so, so you, you got know, it. I got, got it. Video? Yeah, okay. I got it. It's a little, uh, you know, crooked, but it worked. All right. So overall experience was better than last year or last, not last year. I keep saying last year. Overall experience was better than last time. You had more fun. You ran four minutes, five minutes slower. And, and it was a solo single trip. Yeah. And I wasn't hypothermic at the end of the finish line because it warmed up a little bit. Yeah. Last one was pretty cold. Yeah. So then you weaseled your way into the VIP tent. <laughs> yes. So our friend Sam had tickets to the vip tent and she said she had an extra one and i had no idea what that meant but came back and it was absolutely amazing ryan i mean it was like basically runner's world magazine had come into motion i mean there were people there was the world female record holder for the marathon distance she was there there was a winner of this uh, the male winner for chicago he was there hal higdon was there we saw alberto salazar i mean it was just like so many people that were there and it was you know a nice tent they had ponchos they were given away and food there was so much food and of course after the marathon you can't eat anything it was really cool so the burning question that everyone wants to know did you like it better than the expo? <laughs> I did. Ooh. Now I'm like, how am I ever going to go to a marathon and not go to the VIP tent afterwards? It's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, you're not going to go when they don't invite you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so sad. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> but I'm feeling like how much have I missed out with all these amazing marathons and all these VIP tents that I didn't really know existed. All you got to do is run Olympic level marathon races and then you could live out the dream of just attending the VIP tent. <laughs> you don't even have to do the race, the expo VIP tent. Oh my gosh. You skip right? the race. That's what all the old the other guys do, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. But no, it was it was really cool. <laughs> um of course I chatted up Hal Higdon, which you know, he's the the godfather of all the marathon training plans. I invited him onto the podcast and he... You kept saying, Hal Hickton, Hal Hickton. I'm like, I don't know who that is. That <laughs> he, is. he said, yes, Ryan. <laughs> so that was cool. And then um, Alberto Salazar was there, the most controversial figure. Um, we won't go into that. We won't go into that, but I had to do a second look. I was like, how do I know this? How do I know him? You know, because it's, it, it's him, but, you know, obviously we all age. And... So my friend Sam. So you're said, saying he looked old? No, I mean he looked older than in 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 the 80s and 90s, which was most of the footage that I would follow. Uh, yeah, so I didn't talk to him because he was leaving, and unfortunately, couldn't invite him on the podcast. It would have been a very interesting <laughs> one to say the least. And uh, who else did I see? Yeah, so we took pictures, and then eventually ate a little bit. And the next thing you know, it's 3 p.m. And I have huge guilt because I'm staying with my friend from college and I told her I'm going to this marathon at six o'clock in the morning and it's 3 p.m. 
<laughs> and I hadn't seen her. So that's the end of your marathon experience. And then you go spend your quality friend time in the last minutes of your vacation. Yeah, so we went out to yet again another eating place and I had crepes and then we were going to have a Chicago style pizza, which of course didn't happen because, I mean, I don't know anyone who can eat a lot after after a marathon, but I was running around. So, you know, after the race, I'd put on that infamous hoodie that I loved so much and I literally... The throwaway hoodie that you couldn't throw away. Yeah. Okay. And I literally couldn't take my clothes off because I didn't shower till like 8 p.m. at night. <laughs> So you wore your marathon dirty sweat clothes until 8 p.m.? The entire time. And I had chafing under my sports bra. You going to show me? I just did. And uh, <laughs> and so it was a very painful shower because everything was burning. And the other bad part was I was running in alpha flies, which which are not very good walking shoes. And I'd walked around in those shoes all day, too. And so my ankles really hurt by the next day. And then you flew home. Then I flew home the next day at 7 a.m. Any advice or tidbits for people that may want to do the Chicago Marathon in the future? Do it. Well, that's motivation. But what about the advice or tidbits? (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Stay close to the starting slash finish area. You can make as much or little as you want of this. But if you really like running, then go for the whole experience. Definitely look up shakeout runs and... Spend time at the expo and money if you have to. Money's favorite part. And just um, and just really make it into a thing. I would say just enjoy the whole experience. Make it into a running weekend. Wear your medal afterwards. Uh, I feel like, you know, just going to run it quickly and staying further away and all that stuff takes away so much from an experience like that. So... If you're going to go for it in Chicago, enjoy the runner's vibe. It's like going to Boston. Like do your shakeout runs and attend the expo and listen to what they have to say when they have their panels speaking on and, and that kind of stuff, you know, just just make it into a running thing. And if your family is willing and able to participate and have them accompany you, you know, maybe some of the family members want to do the 5K or they want to go to the dinners with you. Um, I missed you guys a lot. I think it would have been fun to have everyone there. But I know also, you know, our kids are so little. It's it's harder with them sometimes in a city like that. So before we go, you should always look forward to your next marathon, which will be for you. Oh, so I'm running Big Bear on November 10th, I think it is. That's the one you were primarily training for, right? This was kind of like a interruption in your training. Well, this was, yeah, this was just supposedly a training run but yeah that's the one um i'm gonna go for should we make a prediction sure let's do it so what's your prediction it's fun to figure out how off we are with your time Three seventeen fifty nine. Ooh, it's not my prediction it's my goal i want to be my pr 318 oh that's right 318 where was 318 mm-hmm. where was that oh um I mean, it happened like three times in a row. So it's 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 a mental block that I have that I can't. Yeah, where was it? When did you do it? Like Chicago, last. Berlin, Berlin last year in October was yeah. it three eighteen, and I can't get 
I can't get under that number, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just be bald and say hopefully gravity three seventeen <laughs> three seventeen. Well, I mean, I didn't train this hard either as for Berlin, but I'm hoping that gravity will push me over that barrier. What's your prediction for me, Ryan? Ooh. Trying to take it all in, like your thoughts, where you are in your mental game, where your head is, to come up with my prediction. I don't know. I feel like it's dangerous to go slow because that's insulting. And then if I'm wrong, it's really <laughs> bad. So I'm going to have to err on the fast side. <laughs> you won't hear the end of it. <laughs> I might not hear the end of it. I'll be locked in the room and I'll never get to come out and play. And I will go with, I want to say 315. It's a good good amount. It's fast. That's a lot of confidence. Downhill. You've got more confidence than me. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you're capable. Aw, thank you. You said the right things. You know what's going to happen next after we get off the podcast. <laughs> Joking aside, have a good week of running. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running. <laughs>